It's September 5th, 2022, and this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. Happy Labor Day. Today on our show, eBay moves ahead with acquisitions in auto parts and trading cards. Locust Robotics scores with major Geodis deal. Walmart new cash rewards program could help its Walmart Plus. Amazon launches major new warehousing and distribution service to be your sole logistics provider. And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains five items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first, in our shopping cart full of news, eBay moves ahead with acquisitions in auto parts and trading cards. One of my old friends, Ina Steiner from online site e-commerce Bytes, reports that eBay has made two acquisitions in the last few months, one in motors and the other in trading cards. Let's talk motors first. eBay has long been a leader in the auto parts category, and one of the most complex problems in the industry is which parts work with different makes and models of cars, something the industry calls fitment. To this end, eBay acquired two companies in this space, MyFitment and Illumaware. I checked out the websites of these companies and was impressed with them overall. First, MyFitment is dedicated to helping not only eBay sellers, but also Amazon and Walmart sellers list auto parts on marketplaces. Second, Illumaware has a database of parts that matches with standard industry databases. So what is eBay getting out of this? Essentially three things. One, they get employees that understand how to help part sellers succeed online. This alone is a big win. Two, they get fitment technology to help parts sellers succeed. The most important part of this technology is the parts catalog itself. The more comprehensive your parts catalog is, the more buyers and sellers you can attract to your platform. In short, in many categories online, it's not just the listings that are important, it's the data. Whoever has the best industry and catalog data will be able to enable the best buyer and seller experience. Three, They get to potentially throw a proverbial wrench into Walmart and Amazon's plans to make inroads into this category. Not that they're very far along, but it doesn't hurt to protect your turf from a competition and double down on a strength point of view. With regards to trading cards, eBay just acquired Marketplace TGC Player for almost $300 million, a company that connects buyers and sellers in the hobby gaming industry around the world, which incidentally aligns nicely with eBay's mission. Likely, this was a play for improving eBay's selection online as well as to introduce new buyers to its brand. It's not often I talk about eBay on this program, and it's not because eBay is not a great company. As one of the OGs of e-commerce, eBay is both large and very profitable, something you couldn't say about most of the market, including most of the other marketplaces that have traded growth for profitability in the last 10 years. On the other hand, eBay's growth has been anemic for a long time, and the company has been plagued by at least a decade of poor leadership, strategic moves, and execution. eBay brought in CEO Jamie Iannone as someone who could help unlock the value of what makes eBay great, and that strategy has served him well in the short time he has been there. No one can turn around a company eBay size quickly, but Jamie's steady leadership has been appreciated nonetheless. The big question is, with eBay's known technical challenges and previous execution missteps, can they integrate these acquisitions successfully? Our second story, Locust Robotics scores with major Geodis deal. Megan Ruggles from Supply Chain Dive reports that Geodis, after testing Locust Robotics on a smaller number of facilities in the last few years, has signed a major expansion of its deal to deploy 1,000 autonomous robots across its network. 
On its surface, this is a major win for Locus and the warehouse automation wars that are being fought at the moment from a number of players, including Shopify's own Six River Systems, which I'm sure would have loved to have gotten into this deal. As an aside, would I be surprised if in the future Amazon doesn't also get into warehouse automation for third parties? No, I would not. Particularly when you look at their automation efforts within retail stores, a warehouse is actually a more controlled environment. Watson Weekly listeners may not know the origin story of Locust Robotics. Prior to Amazon's acquisitions of Kiva Systems in 2012, Quiet Logistics founded by Bruce Welty was using Kiva robots there. Well, one of the terms of the Kiva acquisition from Amazon was that all the previous installations of Kiva be completely ripped out. A very painful process. Of course, that means there was no great alternative to Kiva on the market, and so Quiet Logistics went and developed its own robotic solution which had spun out into an independent company called Locust Robotics. And you may recall that Quiet Logistics itself got acquired by American Eagle Outfitters and forms the foundation for its fulfillment solution that they now call Quiet Platforms. In case that this isn't interesting enough, some of you may also know that early Kiva members also went on to found Six River Systems, which was acquired by Shopify a few years ago. So there are a lot of players looking at the same market. In fact, the biggest battle to watch in the e-commerce market right now is who is going to be providing our supply chain services, a software company like Shopify, or is it going to be from independent supply chain providers like Flex or GXO, or is it going to come from retailers like Amazon and American Eagle? Our third story, Walmart's new cash rewards could help its Walmart Plus program. Walmart Plus has seemed like it's been slow to get off the ground, but momentum finally seems to be building and Walmart is now bringing out the big guns, cash. Recently, Walmart introduced a new item-level cash rewards program that are only redeemable and bankable by Walmart Plus subscribers. Knowing you can generate cash rewards by shopping and in the future other ways is very powerful. The big question for everyone is, will this perk be motivating enough for brands to offer rewards given how early the program is? How aggressive will Walmart be with early rewards to entice new signups? Walmart also hints that Walmart Plus members could earn rewards in other ways in the future, which might even mean that these rewards are a centerpiece of the program, along with a discount on gas. I don't care what kind of economic bracket you're in, cash is cash. Another interesting element of the program is the company's tie-in with Ibotta and allowing brands to offer item-level rewards to members. These rewards will appear in search results and on product detail pages. While this item reward service and other retail media services is something that Amazon offers today, Walmart seems to have a partner rather than a build approach, which is certainly a faster way to get to market for services that are not truly novel. Plus, many brands were already signed up with Ibotta, which gives Walmart leverage and a faster time to market another smart idea. That's not to say Walmart might never build on its own, but learning quickly is also important, particularly in an important area of growth for the company, namely the intersection of Walmart Plus membership and its advertising business. Our last story. Amazon launches major new warehousing and distribution service to be your sole logistics provider. Never content to rest on its laurels, Amazon has introduced a major new supply chain service called Warehousing and Distribution Service, or AWD, which signals its clear intention to be the sole supply chain provider for retailers and brands. And yes, friends, you better believe this feeds into Amazon's flywheel. Amazon rarely launches point solutions that don't reinforce other areas of its business. 
Amazon is truly trying to get all of a seller's inventory here, even slow-moving items. And they're promising that sellers have no storage limits with the new initiative. Personally, I find this unlimited storage claim as unbelievable now as Gmail's one gigabyte storage claim was in 2004. The service will also handle automatic replenishment to Amazon's fulfillment by Amazon service, which is a huge problem for sellers as this service is the key to sellers winning the buy box. AWD will also work globally and sellers can consolidate their global inventory under Amazon instead of managing multiple zones like Amazon US and Europe, etc. Next year, Amazon will also expand the service to work in wholesale and retail scenarios to send inventory to stores. One word, wow. Here are my thoughts on the new offering. First, similar to the way that Amazon can offer lower parcel rates than anyone in the industry, Amazon will likely offer lower storage rates than anyone else too. Just to break it down for you, more volume than anyone for fulfillment means lower cost per shipment, which is why buying postage from Amazon is so cheap. By the same token, more warehouse square footage than any other provider in North America means lower cost per square foot than anyone else also. And this is savings they can pass along to brands who almost certainly do not have the same kind of leverage. Did I mention that logistics is entirely a volume game? This is a very smart move on their part to go for the whole enchilada. Second, this move reminds me of AWS storage tiers but applied to fulfillment. In AWS, there are no fewer than eight different classes of data storage for S3 with different performance characteristics that sellers can select individually or that Amazon can auto-manage for you. From high availability to options like Glacier for mostly archive and read infrequent data. I've been waiting for a long time for Amazon to bring this idea to the supply chain and now it seems like they finally have. Third, FBA has been limited forever and Amazon needed to expand its storage options for its buy with Prime launch as FBA only really works from a storage or profitability point of view for small, very fast moving items. This service promises to completely remove those limitations. I also think that many people are missing the buy with Prime angle here. Amazon needs to offer cheap storage to brands for the buy with Prime service to be successful. Remember the buy with Prime service is Amazon's attempt to take share off of Amazon by taking control of the buy box on Shopify and other types of websites. And by offering it before Shopify is able to expand its new deliver service, in my mind puts a lot of pressure on that acquisition to show tangible results as well. Fourth. The biggest threat is to existing 3PLs in my point of view from this announcement. The 3PL industry has been consolidating greatly over the past few years, and this should accelerate that trend due to the benefits of greater scale. Likely inquirers include players like Flex, Maersk, and ShipBob. Those without physical facilities could suffer. Fifth, one of the big challenges with this idea in a retail scenario is how optimized this inventory can be for curbside and buy online pickup and store scenarios. A retailer like Target has optimized its entire supply chain to make its stores more efficient. However, most have not. And it's very difficult for Amazon to cover this use case in an optimized way because the regional distribution centers need to be optimized to provide inventory to stores efficiently, including sending eaches. Amazon has major competitors nipping at their heels in various parts of the supply chain. Shopify, AEO, Flexport, and Maersk, just to name a few. This announcement definitely removes some of the oxygen from the room in this space. No one carries more parcels than Amazon, and this service shows they are focused on extending their lead rather than resting on their laurels. Leave it to Amazon to turn a massive facility overinvestment into a competitive advantage.
It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We had five items on the menu today. First, Philadelphia-based Return Logic raises a Series A for its returns management software. Return software is a competitive space with established players like Narvar, Happy Returns, Returnly, and Loop. New returns vendors need to find a niche, and I think Return Logic slots in for lower-end merchants giving their pricing. Second, autonomous robot creator Geek Plus raises $100 million in Series E financing. Amazingly, we were just talking about robots, and Geek Plus is another large player in the space with its Intel-based robotics platforms for e-commerce, but also for a number of other industries like pharmaceuticals and automotive. The company plans to use the funds to expand globally and accelerate R&D. Third, supply chain purchasing software Stimulus raises a seed round. The focus of the software seems to be a way to discover, evaluate, and collaborate with suppliers. I noticed in particular that it allowed suppliers to be held to diversity and sustainability standards that are increasingly important to many buyers. Fourth, direct-to-consumer customer service software Gorgeous raises $30 million with participation from Shopify. Gorgeous has been a very popular choice of CRM for many Shopify-based brands, and this investment cements that fact. Although I did notice the other day that the customer service for Shopify's shop app is powered by Zendesk. Maybe someone didn't get the memo about the investment yet? And finally, lighting distributor All-Star Autolights acquires Blackburn OEM Wheel Solutions. All-Star Autolights is owned by private equity firm Atlantic Street Capital, and it's just another signal that private equity is waking up to the e-commerce potential in non-traditional categories like automotive. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson. CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Our production partner for the series is Citizen Racecar. The show is produced by Alex Brower, production manager Gabriella Montekin. To hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at watsonweekly.com and wherever you get these podcasts.